Let's do the last, the four last things, and then the Q and A. The four last things in our week? No, the four <laughs> last things in your existence: death, oh. judgment, heaven, hell. Oh, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bet. Bet. That. I talked about hell yesterday. Oh. Mm-hmm. What did you say? It's in Michigan. <laughs> oh. You know it's you. O-H-I-O, go Bucks. You don't like Michigan? I will go on the record. I am not afraid of being canceled. I do not like Michigan. In fact, we have whole songs about not liking Michigan. Is that just Ohio thing? in the great state of Ohio. It It is is. Ohio thing. Have you been? I've been to Michigan once. And I thought it was Michigan. Did you go on so purpose? Fun. I did. Ooh. I did go on purpose. You said Mackinac, Mackinac Island. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, that, that is was beautiful. cool. Mackinac no Island is really nice. I've never been. It's a little island. You have to get Isn't there it like on like a freezing ferry. cold over there. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful when I went. And we went for the summer. In the summer, I heard they have horrible winters. They have horrible winters. They have horrible football teams. <laughs> they have horse Sorry, flies. Sorry, fans. Have you ever even? Seen a horse fly? No. no. No, you don't want to. What is that? They're really picture a fly. Is probably. They're big five flies. Five times the size Ew. of a fly. They're exactly. They're like the size of a quarter. Ew. But a fly, mosca. Imagine mosca. like swatting and just all over your wall. No, it is. It's like I mean, it's like killing a cockroach, which also is very Ew. nasty. But imagine them flying all around. Cockroaches Ew. fly. That's Michigan, okay, my friends. You don't want to go. Yeah, you don't. Where should we go Let's, then? We should say a prayer fact, <laughs> for all the people in Michigan. So that's where we're gonna start. <laughs> forgive them, forgive them, Lord, and help them. This eternal drama of our salvation playing out from the beginning of creation. Our faith itself is inherently dramatic. Dramatic. So dramatic. So dramatic. And yet, this is how our God loves. He loves. Well, let's say a prayer. That's it. In the name, name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, you have blessed us with so many great things. You've given us the gift of life. You've given us friendship. You have given us all the gifts of your Holy Spirit. We ask with total confidence, because we love you and we know you love us, that you give us the grace that we need today while we're recording this, but also on the day that we listen to this podcast, anybody who's driving or cleaning or reading or just has us on, whatever those needs are, Lord, we ask that you send us sufficient grace through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. So this is actually going to be our 10th episode. Whoa. Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah. We're currently in the middle of a series so we named it our spooky season. Spooky. Season. So. Nice. That's what we're doing. We talked about demons mm-hmm. last week, Whoa. which yeah. was fun. You know, it's interesting. Did you mention that Notre Dame was playing the demon deacons or of they really? Duke? <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah. Go Irish. Did they win? They did win. Nice. Thanks be to God. Good always conquers. I agree. <laughs> That deserves so snaps. the demons. What else is in our spooky season? Last, so yesterday at youth group, our topic for the night was on heaven, hell, and purgatory. So we thought we'd go with like with spooky. Sometimes death can be, or the thought of death can yep. be spooky. So yeah, the four last things. That's what we're going to be talking about today. The four last things: death, judgment, heaven, and hell. Those sound heavy. 
Do you think Christians see death as heavy? I think it's not something that's thought about a lot. I think we are called to like memento mori, right? You to remember our death. So I think it's something that we should contemplate because it's like, well, where are we going? Yeah, you know, like what's what's the Do goal? You know where what you're happens? Going? I know where I'd hope to go. <laughs> Where's Amen. that, Delilah? We hope to make it to heaven with, mm-hmm. with exactly Jesus and all the saints one day. Amen. Yeah, I want to go there. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Absolutely, and I know you both, and I know so many people in our parish who it's more than a firm desire to go to heaven. It's you're planning on it by your baptism. You, we, have died with Christ, so that we'll rise with Christ. We follow Christ because he's already gone ahead of us. As he said to his apostles in the Gospel of John, I go before you to prepare a place. And if I go to prepare a place, I'll come back for you so that where I am, you may be. And I love that because the idea of my best friend, who also has the power to do this, going ahead of me to prepare the place, get everything ready, and after this life, which does have its ups and downs, right? There's alegria, there's also tristeza. There's you know joy and goodness and beauty and friendship, blessings on this earth. We also all encounter the tough stuff, and I don't need to let you know name all those things that weigh heavy on people's hearts. But everybody who's listening right now has something, mm-hmm. maybe many things, and it may even be a particularly difficult season in your life. Yet Christians have always, since Jesus, believed him when he says that where I am going, I will come back and I will take you with me so that where I am, you also may be. And so when I ask you, do you uh, know where you're going? I know we're sort of laughing because we ultimately are in the same spot as the apostles were. Yeah. Because you remember that Thomas, and it's always Thomas who has to (laughs) say to the Lord, well, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? And we remember that Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. So we follow Jesus. We do what Jesus did. We do what he told us to do, which is to love our neighbor, love our God, do unto others as we want them to do unto us, etc. So that when the big day comes, and this is the first of those, those four last things, we'll get to the second one and we'll know. So if the first is death, it does come to us all. Memento mori. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they used to say in Latin, the Knights of Columbus. That's actually the motto of the Knights. Oh. Not a lot of people know that, but it's tempus fugit, memento mori. Time flies, remember death. Not morbidly, but remember that you will, in fact, die at the end of this life. Mm-hmm. And the second of those four last things is judgment. We'll talk in a minute what that judgment will be like according to the scriptures. And then heaven and hell. We know that for the Christian, that is the place that Jesus went ahead to prepare. He said, in my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. He desires that we are there with him. So, friends, spooky. Spooky. As death is. (laughs) And it is. You know, popular culture has a lot of movies that, I guess, remind us that it's scary. And this is a season of scariness or spookiness, I guess. (laughs) And I... It sells a lot of pumpkins, it sells a lot of candy, and that's all good. But we Christians are not spooked or scared or terrified. We, in fact, are prepared, and we know that when we see the Lord face-to-face in that way, after our death, we will have so much joy, the joy will be complete. All the drama. 
yes <laughs> will have been worth it amen all that unexpectedness <laughs> totally over yeah just fullness of joy how would you say that yeah if we're called not to be afraid how can people be less afraid i think of death and in this preparation like for because we don't know that's what we talked a lot about yesterday we don't know when that time is when that time is for us yeah right i am one of those lucky people who love to fly now i don't fly as much as i used to because i love arizona so much that i don't want to ever leave this place but before when i lived in chile or i lived in um in various places and had to fly regularly to go home to ohio or to notre dame or to see friends i get on a plane i actually look forward to take off and landing it just is exciting for me. But a lot of people around me are terrified. How many planes fly every single day around the world? And how many of them crash? I'm sure like thousands. Thousands fly, very few crash. Right. Among commercial liners, you know, the, the kind of planes that you and I would fly on to travel and visit our friends or go home, almost none because they're so safe. We have a lot of regulations and technology that keep those planes safe. Is it unreasonable for people to get scared at takeoff and landing? No, because no, sometimes strictly it's scary. Speak, well, strictly speak, <laughs> right, but strictly speaking, and we're not judging or making fun of you, it's a human thing. Strictly speaking, it's unreasonable because so many flights take off and land and they're totally safe. Yeah. But the possibility that there's just that one time there'll be a crash and this is it causes us to have fear. So we live as human beings, and you could go down a list of things, right? I mean, all the different phobias, whether it's fear of heights. Some people have different um, phobias around being around a lot of people in a crowd or claustrophobic. That's the fear of being enclosed in a small space. All those things may be unreasonable, and somebody else who doesn't experience that fear, fear could tell you, come on, relax, nothing's going to happen. But if you have that, it's not unreasonable to you. It's yeah. heavy on you. So we Christians kind of live with that. All of us as human beings have a worry about death. We don't want to encounter death because there may be pain or there's certainly going to be separation from our loved ones and you know places and things that we loved. Perhaps it's a fear of I'll die before I get a chance to see something like not for me, but for many people, you know, their kids or their grandkids have a, you know big moments in their life. That's not an unreasonable fear. What for a Christian gives us comfort and hope is that we know where we are going mm -hmm. after we die. And so just as when I get on the plane, I am excited. Most people are excited about where they're going to land because mm -hmm. it's going to bring joyful reunions, exciting sights and sounds. Uh, if you're coming to Arizona, you're going to enjoy amazing burritos and tacos. <laughs> Yet you can have some fear along the way. I think that's where we Christians have to live when we think about these four last things. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Now, I ask that because there is someone who cares very deeply in my life, a family member, <laughs> who, yeah, who wants the best for me and, like, to watch out. And, because, I mean, we, we all hang out sometimes, like, as friends. We'll be out together. We'll be out late somewhere, like, getting, like, getting food. And she's just like, be careful. Like, there's crazy people out there. I'm like, yes, I know. Amen. But I also can't like just assuring people that we can't always live in fear. I mean, there's always going to be a chance, but realistically, yeah. like we should be able to enjoy life. Yeah. 
And when we do look at the rest of the last four things, right, like the goal is hopefully heaven, like to be with Jesus. So in reality, that's not, it's not something I'm not looking forward that's to. Right. That's right. That's really well said. And for all of those people out there who do say that, like drive safe, be careful. Um, you guys mean the world to me. Yeah. Yeah. Text you me know to get home. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. It means a lot because it's like, you Keep know. Keep doing all those yeah. things, okay? Let us be careful. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You know, that's a it's a virtue, actually. It's called prudence. Yes. I don't know if we talk enough about prudence, but it's really important, this idea that we can live with a lot of courage, but courage does not mean being foolish or mm-hmm. silly. It would be very dangerous and a terrible idea to text while you're driving. Yeah. So we don't do that. We focus on the road. We arrive safely, we hope. So I think it's reasonable for people to say, Take care, be careful, because they don't want you to live in a foolish way. For and sure. put yourself in, in harm's way or others in harm's way. And so even though we Christians do know where we're going mm-hmm. and we rejoice in it, there's no rush. Okay? <laughs> Let's right. enjoy our time on earth and wait, you know, maybe just a, a little while longer until the Cardinals win a Super Bowl. <laughs> I hope to live to that day. You will. You will. <laughs> you I will. <laughs> the Lord will not come. He says, I... We know not the day nor the hour, but I am convinced it will be after I hope a Cardinal so. Super Bowl win. We'll pray about it. <laughs> what about the second last thing? That'd be purgatory? Yeah. Well, Judgment. No. Judgment. Judgment. <laughs> Boy, that sounds spooky. I didn't even know that was a part of it. Mm-hmm. I know, like, judgment, of course, but for yeah, it yeah. to be its own thing, I didn't know that. Well, you remember in the Nicene Creed on Sundays, we believe that Jesus will return to judge the living and the and dead. Did. So we actually say that every Sunday at Mass, that we as Christians believe that part of Jesus is return in glory. And we could probably have a whole series on the book of Revelation. No, really. Yeah. Because my mind cannot grasp that sometimes. What's that? Like how, like before the fall, like we were supposed to just be one. You know, like we weren't supposed to be separated. And in Kino today, actually, we were talking about like how that would look like. Like, can you, can you imagine what life would have been without the fall? And I was like, uh, I mean, I think I have an idea, but like, I live, I was born in a world of sin, you know, and I don't think mm-hmm. I can just unthink that. But I mean, if, if the fall didn't happen, we were all just united with, you know, already in heaven, life would have been great. Yeah. But yeah, it's just something like this. It would have been. And, but you're exactly right. We can't imagine it because there was never. A time after Adam and Eve where that was possible Mm-mm. until in the fullness of time God so loved the world that he sent his only son so that we could actually live forever yeah. in that existence of of perfect love and union with God what they used to call we still do but it's just not very common the beatific vision yeah the beatific vision that most beautiful encounter with God for all eternity so on judgment day mm-hmm how do you think that looks like? Ooh, really good question. I'm glad you asked that, Miss Esmeralda. What's your handle again? What's your handle again? Esme. Esmizzle. Esmizzle. <laughs> Not Esmizzle. Esmizzle. I- <laughs> Have you noticed an increase in your followers, Esmizzy? Mm, no. Okay. I see Esmizzle. a decrease. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. No. I post Everybody my, I post my stuff in Follow as Mizzle. No. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. Take that part off. <laughs> I don't know. It could be the best part. My account is on private, so Ooh. I have to 
see okay. same Z's. See, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm not, yeah, I don't want my, no. <laughs> well, I'm really glad you asked, what do we think it's going to be like? Interestingly, Jesus tells us exactly how it's going to be like. And when I say exactly, not the day, not the time. So if you read about people saying, oh, it's going to be on November 19th, 2042, mm-hmm. because I've calculated from the book of whatever. 2012. No. I was going to say 2012. <laughs> yeah, right? Jesus said, we do not know the day nor the hour. Uh, that applies to all of us individually. We don't know the day we'll die mm-hmm. or how. Uh, there's all kinds of movies and, and kind of thought experiments where... You know, if you knew exactly how and, you know, does that take away your free will because you can't mm-hmm. prevent it, etc. I didn't even think about, I that. Didn't think about <laughs> that either, yeah. But it also applies to the whole world. You know, the idea that an asteroid is going to strike the Earth on a certain day and that's going to be the end. Um, all the 2012 stuff, it, we Christians don't worry about that because Jesus said what he said and we take that seriously. But he also told us what to expect with the judgment at the end of time. And this is from Matthew 25, verse 31 to 46. This is one of the most famous, and I believe, actually many believe, (laughs) the most beautiful of Jesus's teaching because it tells us very specifically how we are to live as Christians, how we meet him, how we meet Jesus as Christians, and what it's gonna take for us to be welcomed home to heaven one day. So. With your permission, Esmeralda and Delilah, I'd like to actually read this. Let's do okay, it. in its entirety because it's just so beautiful. And friends will hear this at the end of at the end of the uh, church year. But today, wherever you are, I tell you, the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Thank you. This is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him. And he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Quick stop there. The kingdom prepared for you. Didn't we say before that Jesus was going ahead to prepare a place? so that where he is, we might be. So this is heaven he's talking about. Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Now, this is chapter Matthew 25, verse 35. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was ill, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will say to him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and give you something to eat, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you, a stranger, and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and come to visit you? And the king will answer, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers or sisters of mine, you did for me. Now we'll finish this and we'll have a second to to talk about it. Because in verse 41, the king says, this is the end of time, this is the, the judgment. He separated the goats and the sheep. Verse 41 says, then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you accursed, into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. 
For I was hungry, and you did not give me anything to eat. I was thirsty, and you did not give me anything to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. I was naked, and you did not give me any, any clothing. I was ill and in prison, and you did not visit me. And they will ask him, Lord, when do we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger or naked, or ill or in prison, and not minister to you? He will answer them, Amen, I say to you, whatever you fail to do for one of the least of these brothers or sisters of mine, you fail to do for me. And they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous will enter eternal life. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that awesome? That is. I love, love, love. Matthew 25, verses 31 to 46. Again, we know exactly how Jesus will judge us. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think of, I shouldn't say you guys, you ladies. <laughs> what okay. do you think when you hear this gospel? I think of a lot of things. I think of, we really can't say we didn't know. Yeah. Once you hear that, like it, it gives you a good framework of, or kind of like an examination mm -hmm. in a sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, am I doing these things? Mm -hmm. And that life really isn't about much of like, it's, it's about like living for others a lot of the time. Yes. You know, I mean, I know he says like, love your neighbor as you love yourself. So like, there's that, like he infers that you should love yourself. We should care for ourselves and that's important, but it's important to love each other. I mean, sure, like, other people get to heaven, too. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's what we do. Like, mm -hmm. we, it's important for, like, us in ministry to, to share this message of the gospel. Amen. Yeah. So that they can't say they didn't know mm -hmm. as well. That's right. Yeah. Thanks, Delilah. Yeah. And also, like, God created man and woman to be together, you know, like, just human beings in general. You know, like, he created us for a reason and with a purpose and he gave us all our gifts and you know he created us to be unique in our own way that we're called to be loving you know like kind of what you're saying delilah mm -hmm. to other people and in that chapter of matthew he does give us i, I don't want to put it this way but like kind of like a bullet point list of like mm -hmm. you do these things mm -hmm. for your brothers and sisters in christ and you'll be showing me like yeah. my love through others by doing this yeah I know, you're, and I know you're taking theology body right now i am so she's so as takes keynote classes so they're classes through the diocese uh to give you a certification uh in yeah like in leadership, leadership catechesis yeah so just like formed but since she's taking theology of the body we'll talk about what that is yes. maybe a whole separate episode <laughs> oh that's gosh. a whole that's separate thing that. yeah. yeah but it's awesome john paul ii he yeah Fire. it's his like greatest work is yeah. is his work on theology of the body but he he says kind of like what you're saying like we're, we're we are made for each other mm -hmm. and he will say we can come to know ourselves more by being a sincere gift of, of self, self to someone else yeah being so. a sincere gift of self on judgment day that's what god is telling us he'll look at like did you give your sincere gift of self to other people yeah like i guess if you want to ask what's your purpose in life it's that being a sincere gift of self well it's really really well said i agree with you 100 percent. you both uh this is so clear and to your point about bullet points Right, you could call it criteria. Yeah. These are the criteria of how we'll be judged. If somebody were to ask you, 
do you consider yourself to be a kind person? You'd say, yes, I do. But if I then asked you, like, well, what's your evidence of that? Mm-hmm. And then you'd have to figure out, like, well, what's the criteria to be kind, right? Are you a popular person? Well, how do we measure that? Maybe you could argue, well, anybody that has over 100 followers on Instagram is a popular person. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what makes you anything? You sort of have to measure it against something. And so to be a follower of Jesus, he was laying out very clearly in this gospel. And again, Matthew 25, verse 31. Take a look. Not if you're driving. <laughs> okay, wait till you get home or at church or wherever you are and can read the Bible, Matthew 25, verse 31. It's so clear and so beautiful. We're talking about it on the you know, spooky season <laughs> series because some people get freaked out or scared by the idea of the final judgment yeah. and where they'll go. But we have just been saying, we're actually going to rejoice on the day when the Lord Jesus calls us home and there's no rush. Okay, so we take care. We're, that is time. We're careful, and it's in his time. He knows the day and the hour. But when we get there, he will say to us, we pray and we hope. Esmeralda, thank you. I am so happy you're here because I was hungry, and you gave me some food. Or I was lonely and depressed, and you were a good friend. And you visited me. You helped me. I was being bullied, and you stood up for me. And we are probably in that moment going to be a little bit disoriented. <laughs> like, really, Lord? Like, I don't remember. Because mm-hmm. we didn't see Jesus with the beard and the flowing robes like we see in pictures. <laughs> and so we ask, when did you have to suffer loneliness or depression or bullying? And when did I help you with you know, protecting you or defending you or loving you as a friend? And he says, well, that time you helped so-and-so, who we might consider the least of his brothers and sisters because of a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. What qualifies somebody as the least of Jesus's brothers and sisters? But it's somebody that may not be a famous and powerful and rich person. Probably they're gonna right. be the opposite. And how we love them, we are in fact loving Jesus. Yeah. And gosh, we could have endless series yeah. on this <laughs> passage. I did love it so much. And we'll talk about the corporal works of mercy that's involving, you know, things like what Jesus said here, giving food and drink to those who are hungry and thirsty, helping the homeless, helping the marginalized uh, physically. Then there's the spiritual works of mercy that's teaching the ignorant, that's correcting the erroneous and sinners and, and loving people who disagree with us. Uh, those are all spiritual works of mercy. We'll have a yeah probably a a whole show on those corporal and spiritual works of mercy but we're talking about it today in terms of the four last things so Mm -hmm. death judgment heaven and hell and we're proposing that this is where jesus says very clearly what that judgment moment is going to look like and then we know how it ends we have one group those sheep they go off with the lord to enjoy eternal life the heaven the paradise that that um, prelapsarian goodness, <laughs> yeah. as you've just mentioned, Esmeralda. And those who did not serve the Lord in his least brothers and sisters, those who ignored the needs of others, who did not love in life, it's very clear they go off to eternal hell. Jesus says it's fire, it's where the devil lives, it's mm-hmm. where the devil's servants, those other evil demons live. Gosh, 
we're not going to talk a lot about hell because we don't know what it's like except that Jesus says, you don't want to go there. It's a place where it's separation from God. It's separation yeah. from God, for sure. Yeah. Jesus talks about you know, where there will be wailing, mm-hmm. gnashing of teeth, there's fire. Yeah. Uh, we don't know that any of those things are literal, mm-hmm. but we do know that it's a place where those who have rejected God and live outside of God's love, if that's possible, as Jesus clearly says in the gospel is for those who do not love others, we don't want to be there. No. We no, don't know. Not. John Paul II was very clear. We know many people are in heaven. Those mm-hmm. are called the saints, the canonized yeah. saints. We know for sure. We do not know that anyone is for sure in hell. Mm. But it does stand to reason that anyone who has rejected their fellow men and women, they've seen Jesus in the person of these poor people, poor spiritually or poor economically or poor physically rejecting them, not loving them when they get to the final judgment, mm-hmm. theirs or the, the world's at the end of their time or our time. It's hard to believe that Jesus is not being serious in Matthew twenty five, thirty one to forty six. What happens to those who do not love? Exactly. And before we leave judgment, would you say that there's two judgments? So you'd have the judgment like if I were to die tomorrow and that's I think there's a term for it, but that'd be like my own personal judgment. But then there's this this judgment we talk about in the creed every Sunday that Jesus will come again. That's right. And there's that final That's judgment. That's right, the final judgment. There is. I, I, I don't spend a lot of time reflecting on that because for me, the judgment for me is, is Matthew 25, 31 to 46. For sure. at, at the end of my life, he's going to just say, David, you know, I, I really believe and pray and hope, he tells me. I was hungry and you gave me some food. I was in prison and you visited me or I was sick and you cared for me. I come into my father's home. Let's yeah. party. Let's party. <laughs> so to speak. Uh, I do not want him to tell me, David, I'm so disappointed in you. Mm-hmm. I came to you in need and you did not care. Off you go. So that's in my prayer. A lot of how I examine my life as a priest and as a follower of Jesus. And I, I like to believe that we're doing a really good job here at St. John Vianney. Because I see that time and again, whether it's the students who seem to be, you know, experiencing something tough. And we have teachers and, and mm-hmm. fellow students who are going up to them and be like, hey, how are you? Yeah. Can we uh, care for you? You both do that with the youth groups, with the RE students, with the catechists. We do that with our fellow parishioners. Uh, gosh, whether it's visiting the sick or this so many people out there who are experiencing something tough and we are loving them and we're serving the Lord by doing it. Yeah. Because we sure. also talk about the real presence of Jesus. Where is he? Mm-hmm. Well, he's in the Eucharist for sure. So right now there's probably 25 abuelitas <laughs> and various good Catholics in our chapel of the blessed sacrament praying in front of the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. Jesus is in the word of God. So he's present when we read the scripture as we just did. He's also present where two or three are gathered. Mm-hmm. We're three people gathered in his name, so Jesus is here, really present. But boy, I think every time I see anybody who's hurting mm-hmm. in any part of their life, he's one of those, or she is one of those least brothers or sisters of Jesus, and so that's really Jesus in front of me. Mm. Boy, that causes me to get off my, <laughs> off my chair Perfect. and try to go help. Beautifully said. Getting into the last 
last things. Nice. <laughs> hard. The really last things. So yeah, talking about the last last things. Ooh, the last two the things. The last two things. We've covered death and judgment, now heaven and hell. I think we have actually covered it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, the- you did talk about I mean, because what more, I mean, like you said, you don't, we don't know a lot about hell. I think something important when we were talking about it at youth group yesterday was like God doesn't want that for anyone. He ultimately wants us to be with him. And it's not necessarily like we kind of almost choose it for ourselves. Right. He's not choosing that for you. He's not choosing it for you. Like we we put ourselves there. Through your actions. How? Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Matthew 25, Matthew. Yeah. 31 to 46. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty to clear. Yeah. It is really clear. So it's just a little note that yeah, God doesn't want you there. Like, he's not intentionally thinking of you going there. Like, he didn't create you for that. No. Like, no, he did not. Yeah. It said, interestingly, the place prepared for you from the foundation of the world. So from the beginning of creation, which, gosh, that's the Big Bang. Yeah. Eight billion, nine billion years ago, God has planned for all of us to be with him eternally. We were really struggling because we were so disobedient. We had, like sheep, we had gone astray until Jesus came. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the Father's desire to bring all of us to heaven. Mm -hmm. So not only does he not want you to go to hell, Mm -hmm. everybody who's listening, he sent his only son specifically for you to come to heaven. That's how yeah. much God wants you there. Yeah. He's willing to put his own son in harm's way to rescue you. That's a big deal. So if you have any doubts right now in your mind or heart that does God really love you? Does God exist? Does God want you with him? You know, gosh, I've already screwed up so much. I'm probably going to hell. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Mm, nope. God knew that from the big bang on, and he still sent Jesus for all of us. Okay? Yeah. That's really good news. So what more can we say about heaven? I like to think that it is, you know, <laughs> what looks, is it your looks heaven? a lot like Arizona. <laughs> what is your heaven? Looks, looks a lot like Arizona. Um, <laughs> no. I was out golfing a few weeks ago, and I hit an amazing shot 150 yards out from the green. I stuck it about three feet from the, the pin I made my birdie putt. That's a pretty heavenly moment for mm. Father Dave. But what's heaven going to be like? I have no idea. Oh, I wish. <laughs> I wish we knew. But then again, it kind of ruins the surprise. Amen. Like, there's something to look forward to. Like, I love not knowing how heaven doesn't look like. You for know? Because sure. yeah. when I get there, I can think about all the things right now. Because right now, I picture this big table. This <laughs> big. Whoa, what's on the table? With all this great food and... She said a great banquet. Yeah, and then just like someone just playing the violin in the back, you know? Mm -hmm. It's going to be so great. That's what I imagine right now, but shoot, it might be better than what I'm saying right now. It will be. St. Paul says, eye has not seen and ear has not heard what God has prepared for those who love him. That's us. Yeah. So we cannot even fathom or imagine what is prepared for us. And we're not going to worry about I mean, my silliness you know, of golf. I'm <laughs> of not going to be, when I get to meet the Lord Jesus know. in that way, because I've met him. I've met Jesus so many times and I love meeting him every single day. And when we see the Lord with no veils, no separation, total understanding, St. Paul says we see things not clearly right now, mm-hmm. kind of like a cloudy mirror, but then we will see everything clearly. Yeah. It's one Corinthians. It's gosh, that heaven is going to be 
It's going to be amazing, right? I mean, it's just going to be, gosh. Um, you ever heard that song, I Can Only Imagine? I can't. Oh, no, we cannot afford. We cannot afford to pay royalties to whoever sings that. Okay. But that one, yeah, I know That it. song. So that song has that, uh, that great line, will I fall to my knees? Will I dance? I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. I, I can But it's something only to look forward to. But yes, mm-hmm. that is the, the, the joy that drives us Christians to go out into the world and not to fear death. We live prudently. We live healthy. But we know where we're going. And it is going to be awesome. Exactly. You know, hell, the very last, last, last thing. <laughs> um, we, as Esmeralda pointed out really well, I mean, it. It is a uh, separation from God. We don't really understand how that works. If God is infinite and everywhere, mm-hmm. yeah. how can you turn your back on him? That would be a various semesters of philosophy. Yes. We're not going to tackle that today in Dramatic Catholics. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're going to stick with what Jesus said, which is it's a place of great suffering, wailing. And that means like crying and, mm-hmm. and screaming and just, oh, the angst and anguish it is uh, a place where the devil is and the demons of the devil we don't want to be there god desires that we live with him so much that he sent his only son yeah if he's willing to do that he does not desire us to go to hell you can't accidentally end up in hell either okay mm-hmm. it's not a wrong turn kind of place he said oops i forgot to put your name on the heaven list <laughs> right like, no that's not how it works right or like i opened the wrong door yeah. You can't accidentally end up in hell. It's you are turning your back on the Lord and all those people that come to you and it just are asking for your love. And if you don't love them, you're making a decision mm-hmm. and you are making a decision to turn your back on God. Yeah. Don't do that guys. Don't do it. Okay. Love your neighbor as yourself. How's that? Well, go back to Matthew 25 or 31 <laughs> to 46. Take a look. Yes. He's really clear. Yeah. And it doesn't mean always very literally feeding the hungry. Mm-hmm. Please feed the hungry. We have a great pantry here. You see people in a lot of different places that, that need your help. But it does mean that we encounter our least brothers and sisters, anybody who's hurting, anybody who needs a friend, anybody who needs love. Do what others is you'd want them to do to you. You do that, you are definitely in the sheep list, <laughs> at the last judgment, and it's gonna be awesome. Yes, he'll leave the ninety-nine to go get you. <laughs> yes, you're so scriptural. I love it. Yeah. So, going into our next segment that we haven't done in a, a long in a long couple time. Episodes. Yeah, a couple yeah, yeah. episodes. We thought we would do another. Q&A with Padre. Whoa. Q&A with Padre. (laughs) I mean, I feel like you should be able to answer these questions, too. I mean... Like serious ones or silly ones? Padre and... And... As Mizzle and... (laughs) Delilah. Hey there, Delilah. (laughs) Yeah, that's my use. That's my handle. Yes. (laughs) What is it? Hey there, Delilah. Hey there, Delilah. Oh, like the song. Yeah. Hey there... Don't sing it. (laughs) We're going to end up paying copyright. (laughs) Ooh, okay. This is interesting because I want to know too. <laughs> Whoa. Maddie M- Momboss. Ooh. Wants to know if you could have a pet, what animal would it be? Wow. That's a really good question. If I could have a pet. Mm-hmm. I should say when I was a little boy, our family had St. Bernard's. 
which are beautiful, Ooh. but really big dogs, and they require a lot of love and time. And mm. I don't have that as a priest. My mom has a cat named Bandit, and I guess mom listens to our podcast. And so, hi, hi Bandit. Hi, Bandit. Hi. Uh, great little guy, has his kind of space and does his thing, leaves me alone mostly when I go home to visit her. <laughs> but I'm really allergic to both dogs and cats, so. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. Mari, Mari? Mambas. Mari Mambas. Mm-hmm. Mom boss? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. She's so, a boss mama. Yes, she is. I suppose I'd have a little kitty cat like Bandit, but I'd Bandit. have to take a lot of allergy pills. Do you watch Blue? Mm. Do you watch? I don't, but I know who Blue is because I bet my nephews and nieces His, do. Her dad's oh. name is her dad's name is Bandit. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Huh. Oh. Yeah, I love Bluey. Nice. <laughs> okay. Do you have a pet, Delilah? I don't have a pet, technically. Technically. My sister does, but, you know. What does Eliana have? She has a Shih Tzu. Her Ooh. name is Nani. 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 Nani's a big, yeah. She she's either, cute. Yeah, she's she's cute, ugly. She's ugly. Ah. Yeah, she's kind of ugly, but she's cute. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. She's very popular with my family and my friends. Why? Nani's like a. She's the it girl. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's ugly weird. She has like a personality. She does. She really does. <laughs> Shout out Nani. to Nani. Mm-hmm. Nani. Okay. Yeah, she either like likes you or, you, or she doesn't. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know like, if Nani came yesterday for the pet blessing? She didn't, but her brother came. <laughs> Who's wait? So, so like my Nani's mom, yeah, brother. Yeah. So my mom has. They have a dog, and ah. yeah. So he he's new. He's like just turned a year. So we came and brought him. He's a boxer. What's his name? His name is Jax. Jax. Mm-hmm. Nice. He's a very pretty dog. He's okay. cute. Yeah. And he's nice. Yeah, so Father Andrew blessed him yesterday. Nice. Mm-hmm. I don't have any pits. Would you like one? What would be your idea? Yeah, I want a corgi. They're cute. They're so Those cute. Are you know cute. what a corgi is? That's the kind the Queen of England had, right? Yeah, the short legs. Yeah, the short legs. So okay. cute. Yeah. I was never allowed to have pets growing up because oh. we just didn't have time to take care of them. Mm-hmm. And my dad's also mm-hmm. not a an animal lover mm-hmm. to keep one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine without pets. They are a lot of work and a lot of time. I, as I think about it, I would have a cardinal. Like I wouldn't want to cage the cardinal, (laughs) but if I could figure out a way for a cardinal just like hang out in our back patio or like at church, yeah, you know, like I guess feed the cardinal, and (laughs) we have to come up with a name. I don't know. Should we have a church pet? Yeah, there you go. So not like a class pet. Feel free to uh, submit your ideas for the cardinal's name, (laughs) and we'll have maybe November. How about uh, October twenty second? That's the feast of Pope John Paul II, Saint John Paul II, uh, who was Cardinal Wojtyla before Mm -hmm. he was elected pope. Uh, In honor of Cardinal Wojtyla, we are going to pick our cardinal's name. So submit your ideas ASAP, <laughs> and we will figure out a yes. name for Oh, name Carol. Carol? Cardinal Carol. <laughs> Cardinal Carol. Hey, that kind of rhymes. It does. It flows. Why Carol? Carol. Because Carol White Tewa. I can't nice. say his last name. Very That's his good. first name. It's Carol. <laughs> Carol White Tewa, mm-hmm. which is Polish for Charles. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Oh. The more you mm-hmm. know. The more you know. All right. Um, oof. I don't know, know how to say your username. MK... Wafford 217 ask MK Wafford yeah 217 mm-hmm. I'm so sorry if I mispronounced that they ask advice for returning Catholics how young adults can get more involved ooh I can answer this yeah. one 
Well, this will be released in time. So this Sunday, actually, we are having a young adult country dancing social in the Grand Hall at 6.30 p.m. So that would be a great way if you'd like to meet our young adult community. Yes. Yeah. Do you have to be good at it? No. Because we have three instructors coming who will teach you how to country dance. It's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. Yeah. Even if you don't like dancing, you should come. That is a really good idea. Mm -hmm. Try something new. Yeah. There's and no excuse. I don't know how to dance, true. but it's okay. There's somebody who can teach you. All right. And what advice would you give to returning Catholics? Oh, I think that... I'll punt that one to Padre. Yeah. <laughs> this is open. What? I thought you were... You had that. Come on. I guess that would be my advice. It's to really just be, like, involved in the like in the community. It is really hard to, to, be, to return to your faith and be all excited about it when no one around you is excited about it. That's true. So you want to be around people who are going to help you also get to heaven and grow in holiness. So yeah, joining a, a community, coming to mass. A lot of us, there's a lot of young adults who we come to the 5 p.m. mass and mm. we go out to eat like every week, we go to Applebee's. Yeah. So there's community, community good conversation. Yeah. Community is important. Yeah, it is really um, important. You're not in it alone. So if you are trying to return to the faith and you have a lot of questions, questions are good. Mm-hmm. don't feel like you can't have questions um we're always here to answer them so if you catch us at the five o'clock mass and you just want to chill with other young adults we can for sure catch you up and answer your questions and uh invite you introduce you to our community yeah don't be afraid to ask your questions yeah any other advice love that nope i would underline what you both said underline i would <laughs> bold it in as they say, emphasizing, You know, I would add, though, ask yourself, why have you drifted? Or mm-hmm. why did you maybe leave? And there's no judgment. Mm-hmm. But if you ask yourself and you say, well, you know, I stopped going to church or I stopped participating in youth group or I stopped reading the scripture when I was 17 or 18. And it was mostly because it was boring. And not that our youth group is not as boring. It's not. It's very exciting. <laughs> it Make is. sure you keep coming. But listen, across the country or around the world, there might be some parish youth group or one session of that youth group that's boring. And somebody may have said, you know what? I'm done. Well, if that's the case, keep looking. Mm-hmm. Because what Delilah said is exactly right. What Esmeralda said, exactly right. You want to be with community. You want to be around other people who love you and you can love. And you're not doing this by yourself. And frankly, you can have a lot of fun. Yeah. Right? Definitely. It is way more fun to be fired up, loving people like Jesus said, letting people love you like Jesus said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Iron sharpens iron. Amen. Yes. This is the best parish of the Diocese yeah. of Phoenix. I'm ready to go on <laughs> on record with that. It goes and back. This is the best diocese in the world. I'm ready to go on record with that. So <laughs> you want to come here. I promise. Yeah. yeah you if really you've do. been looking, we got the answer. Yeah. It goes back. He's Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Good question, MK Wofford 217. <laughs> what are your favorite hobbies to do? Who asks that one? Lourdes. Lourdes? 7162. Lourdes 7162. Mm-hmm. I'll ask, ask my friend Lou. Maybe. What are my favorite hobbies? Mm-hmm. I feel like we've talked about this because I do love to golf. I love to read. I love to exercise. I'm not as... A very interesting priest, and that's what? fine. No one, <laughs> right? There's many interesting priests out there who I wouldn't put uh, you in that category. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I would say really? interesting. No, I, no would, I'm, I wouldn't put that. You're interesting. Aburrido. A good interesting. Boring. Very I, boring. I 
No, there's guys. I mean, I was, I won't say their names, but <laughs> there are priests who water ski and can horseback ride, and they're hunters. Uh, they're woodworkers. I mean, that's cool stuff. That's pretty cool. I like. Oh, I, You're cool too. I mm-hmm. like. Yeah, thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. You're cool. My mom says I'm cool. She's not lame. We rented. Did we told you we rented your oh, mom? Yeah. Actually, you did tell me. That's we're, awesome. We're she told podcasting. me. Yeah, sorry. She was so excited to meet Delilah and Esmeralda from Dramatic Catholics. That was so fun. She's she, like, she asked for your autograph. You. No, she goes, I know you. I'm like, I don't know if I know you. And she's like, from the podcast. I was like, yeah, yes. actually. <laughs> That's funny. If you're listening, hello. Shout hey, out mom. to you. She is listening with Bandit. With Bandit. Bandit. <laughs> Do you have any favorite hobbies, Delilah? Um, I do, I, I hobby hop, so I don't, I never oh. really have like H-A. one hobby H-A. that I like. I kind of get, I get bored and then I move on to another one. <laughs> What's your hobby right now? Right now, I think, I mean, I think it, this podcast has been a, a big hobby, mm-hmm. just like editing and doing stuff like that, especially like making like the media that, you know, mm-hmm. that we put out. I think mm-hmm. that's really, that's really mm-hmm. fun. That's fun for me. I like making videos and stuff like that but in the past it would have been like I've, I've done like home videos for my family or whenever you do things like that uh crafting anything crafty Delilah's really. very tech savvy and crafty I'm tech savvy and crafty so anything like that I used to embroider mm-hmm. used to be a thing I used to do you scrapbook you paint nails pretty good I actually used to be a nail artist a nail tech or, yeah nail tech artiste that's a great answer by the way I think those are great hobbies and the- I did just remember one oh I want to get into because there is a priest in the Diocese of Phoenix, Monsignor Bowie. <laughs> Love him. He's an amazing priest. He's the vicar for clergy for the Diocese of Phoenix. Cares a ton about the parishes and the priests and kind of just uh, helping us be really great priests. He works for the bishop downtown, but he was showing me pictures of his hobby, which is making model ships. Nice. I, well, I Those agree. Cool. <laughs> it is cool, right? And he was showing me, I'm like, holy cow. I was thinking it's like you, you buy a, a kit and oh. it's like little plastic things and whatever. Nope. His is serious. So he offered to give us a tour of his studio oh. where he makes these wooden ships, little mini ships. And I am excited because I thought I could do that. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I meant to start slow, start with the easy little boats and then kind of work my way up. And eventually I'd love to build like the USS Constitution, like one oh. of those old wooden ships. That's cool. I don't know. No, that's not. I think it is. The way Monsignor does it is really cool. The way I'm going to do it, I'm sure it's going to be. He can show you. He can it's not going to float. <laughs> Mine will sink. Watch it float. <laughs> All right. Last one. Again, this is from Mari Mambas. So her daughter, Miranda, mm. asked. Miranda's, she's like, I think she's seven. Yeah, she's too young for an Instagram. So. Yeah. <laughs> But she wants to know, why do you always kiss the altar before Mass? Aww. Muddy mom boss. I kiss the altar, as is the tradition of the church, because I venerate the altar where the sacrifice of the Mass will happen. It's a beautiful moment. I kiss the stole that I wear around my neck out of reverence for the stole. Um, That's kind of a show of love for my vocation as a priest, because only priests wear the priestly stole. And then I kiss the altar because it's a sign of reverence and love and devotion to the holy sacrifice of the mass as I guess the altar stone uh, represents. Historically, Mm -hmm. there's been a martyr's relic Mm -hmm. in the stone in the altar. 
Uh, unfortunately, we don't have that at St. John Vianney. What is a relic? Can you answer Ooh, that boy. really quick? That should be your next episode. So that <laughs> will be the lead-in to next week's spooky series season. <laughs> oh, that's a perfect one. Because what is a relic? A relic can be a piece of the body or hair. I know that sounds creepy or spooky uh, of a saint. It can also be a piece of their clothing or a book. It can also be something that's touched to their remains or um, something connected to a saint. And it's, it's frankly, it's a memento, a very holy one because mm. it's part of the life of a saint whose soul is now in heaven. And so you can keep a relic in the church. Like we have St. John Vianney's relic, which is amazing. Right, yeah. we have in our house a priest, a relic of Father Moro, our founder, and Blessed Andre, our first saint. And uh, you keep those as as a way to be close to those saints. In the altar, it's been the tradition because the first masses were said over the tombs of the first martyrs in Rome. Mm. And over time, we stopped saying mass exclusively over the tombs of the saints of the martyrs, and we started to bring little relics of those saints in the altar so that. Mm. In a big cathedral, for example, you could have the whole body of a saint below the altar, or you could have a piece of the relic. And again, we're getting ready. We're going to have an altar stone in our altar nice. at St. John Vianney. But in the meantime, I kiss the altar as is Father Andrew, Father Tom, Father Brian, because we love the holy sacrifice of the Mass. We love the Eucharist so much. Beautiful. That's perfect. Well... This has been our 10th episode. Yes. Congratulations, Delilah and Esmeralda. Amazing And Padre. Work. And Padre. And Padre. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me. I love Thanks it. Thanks to all our guests who've been on so far. Yeah. It's, yeah. For everybody who's listening, too. I think yeah. we have... Thank you to, our, to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I think our first episode already has almost... I think we're creeping towards 400 listens. Yes. Which is pretty yeah. big. So that's really yeah. cool. We're so excited. Are we going to have a meetup at some point? Like a, a way for the fans or the <laughs> listeners to meet you, Delilah, and meet you, Esmeralda? I guess that would be kind of fun. Come meet us at the 5 o'clock. Nice. Come, come meet us. Are yeah. you going to be set up? Yeah, we're always there. You know, no, I know you're going to be there, but set up oh, like the podcast. Oh. We'll think about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tune in next week for details on the first Dramatic Catholics meetup. That'll be fun. All right. Well... Padre, if you can lead us in closing prayer. Definitely. This is the month of October, which is the month of the Most Holy Rosary of Our Lady. That's Mary, our mom. And so, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Let's pray together. Wherever we are, whatever we're doing, Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In our rosary, we pray to you, Mary, meditating on the life of Jesus, that you may pray for all of us, especially anyone who really needs your help and love as a mom. We ask all these things in your Son's holy name, Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. May Almighty God bless you all, the Father, Father, the the Son, Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. See you next week on Dramatic Catholics. Bye. Bye. What kind of sandwich? It was, I'll look it up because it was really incredible. That sounds good. Yeah. So it was just smack. It was smack. smack. What is that? Smack. <laughs> it's fire? Like, Better than fire? I, I don't even know. Like it's it, smack? Did it's it smack. Yeah, like it was good. <laughs> Delicious. Ah. Yeah. Smack. Okay.